Welcome to the Fit Strength Podcast, where you will be informed, educated, and empowered in order to take charge and take action so you can reach your athletic and or fitness goals. The only way for you to get stronger, faster, and better conditioned is to be consistent every day, all year long, doing things that will ensure your mind and body is strong and resilient. If you're ready to make changes, then let's go. Hey, welcome back, everyone. What's happening? This is Mark Bruce, owner of Fit Strength Performance. Today, I'm going to talk about accommodating resistance. Um, it's something that we utilize at the gym with our athletes. Um, we may use a little bit with the adults we train, depending on their goal, as well as how long they've been training with us. Um, and there's different forms of accommodating resistance, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's outside of the traditional norms that I'm going to talk about. So what do, I, what do I mean by accommodating resistance? So this is adding additional resistance, um, including, you know, the, the weight that you would put on a bar naturally, right? So if you're deadlifting or if you're, you know, squatting or if you're, you know, bench pressing, anything like that, you know, you're going to put, you know, weight plates, bumpers, things like that. Accommodating resistance would be additional resistance to the weight. So a resistance band or chains. <clears throat> and there's huge value to using resistance bands. There's huge value to using chains. I see a ton of value. Um, there's more and more data and research out there that's, that's highlighting the, the benefits, um, especially due to force plates being um, more mainstream and in the mix. Now, I don't have force plates, but again, you know, with the, 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 the research I, I've done, the... Um, you know, just the continuing education, you know, there's a lot you can do with just the eye test, just watching athletes move, as well as natural progressions into their training plan. Um, so again, why would you use accommodating resistance? Um, well, the, the benefit is, you know, the, the, the first benefit that I see is like, you can, you can protect the joints more by using accommodating resistance because of um, you know, how weight is displaced, right? So if I have 315 in a trap bar deadlift, that might be a lot on my joints, uh, my knees, my hips, you know, even my elbows, my shoulders, same thing with the bench press. Um, that could cause more stress because it's the same weight moving eccentrically and concentrically. Uh, meaning, you know, when I lift the bar up or when I control it on the way down, it's the same level of stress. Obviously, the, the eccentric part of the movement when I'm lowering it, um, you know, how fast or how slow I do that is going to change up the, the um, you know, how, how much stress it is on my joints. So when you use accommodating resistance, it's less stress in the joints because it's less weight that you're moving consistently. Um, so when I put a band or chains on the bar, when I am lowering the bar and or lifting the bar, the weight is going to be different. So I'm going to have to essentially use less weight from a you know weight plate standpoint so if i could if my max for you know a, a squat a safety bar squat is you know 315 if i use bands i won't be able to do 315 on the bar i do 225 with you know red bands and that'll change the 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 load when i lower the bar when i'm squatting and then when i you know concentrically press up um, because you know what the band is doing so first off it's, it's friendly around the joints Secondly, it's going to um, improve rate of force development. It's going to improve acceleration. It's going to improve braking forces. It's going to improve 
um, you know, your ability to eccentrically load and control those forces. Um, and these are huge values for athleticism, um, jumping, sprinting, um, because in jumping, there's, there's weighted phases, unweighted phases, there's, you know, the eccentric part, these, there's the amortization part, there's the braking phases. So there's all these different things occurring when jumping. And so when you are just, you know, squatting, you know, safety bar squat, the bar is moving at the same speed, but by adding an accommodating resistance, your body's naturally going to do something different, mimicking what it could do um, in your sport to help improve those mechanisms when you're trying to do that act of your sport, right? So if you're a volleyball player or if you're a basketball player, um, you know, when you go to jump, you know, if I'm a basketball player, and I, you know, and I do a penultimate step and I'm going to, you know, catch an alley-oop or I'm going to get a rebound. Or even if I'm just, you know, driving to the rim and, um, you know, finishing, you know, finishing for a layup, right? Your body's going to do something at a more accelerated, more force-driven way because, you know, you're playing a game. You know, you have a goal to get the ball in the bucket, to get the rebound. So your body's going to move differently, right? If you're just squatting in the weight room without accommodating resistance, right, your body's just going to have a, you know, it should have a smooth descent and ascent, right? It, that, that's typically what it should look like. But with the accommodating resistance, right, if you think of what you look like when you're going for a layup, right, you got to, if you're a right-handed player or, you know, you're shooting a right-handed layup, you're going to step with the right foot and then you're going to aggressively load that left foot and you need to have the ability to to create braking forces, you have to be able to eccentrically load, um, and then you have to be able to, you know, take the braking forces and reproduce more forces. You have to have a, you know, aggressive transition from that, you know, the knee bend angle to to explode up to the rim. And a lot of times that could be hard to mimic without accommodating resistance. And I'm going to highlight when <clears throat> you should use accommodating res resistance. Um, but if this is an athlete who needs it and is able to, right, having accommodating resistance, it trains all of those mechanisms within athleticism. Um, and you can change up the, the variability of what you're doing with, you know, a, a squat, with a safety bar squat, with a trap bar, um, to, to help enhance those different phases of movements. Um, so using accommodating resistance, right, it's, you know, so if I'm doing a safety bar squat, the bar is going to be heaviest from top to bottom because the band is pulling. So the band has more um, tension on it. So it's loading heavier from top to bottom. So that's really going to train braking forces. It's really going to tra train the eccentric loading. It's really going to help with the transition from going down to up because now as I lower the bar, you know, now the, the resistance is lower at the bottom because there's less tension. And then as I accelerate the bar, you know, as I'm trying to accelerate that bar to, to, to raise it up again, you know, to finish the squat, that tension starts to, to increase again. So now, you know, I, I'm accelerating and creating forces at a much higher rate because my body is now realizing there's more resistance. So you have to, you know, create more forces to achieve the goal of that squat, which is very similar to what's going to happen in sport. And it's very, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a benefit for a lot of athletes who, you know, even if they have great breaking force, even if they have, you know, if they're really athletic, really twitchy, or if they're not, right, these are all things that we need to train. But like I said, there's different variability in um, the that, that safety bar squat movement, and same thing goes with the trap bar movement, 
where you can target what that athlete might need. Because with a safety bar squat, you don't just have to go down and up, right? You can do a heavy centric going down, right? And then you can explode up. You can do a, you know, rapid isometric where you pop down and you you really turn on the brakes with that added resistance and hold for a second and then explode back up. You can do oscillating reps, right? You can have a reverse band where instead of the band pulling you down, the band's pulling you up. So there's different um, variability within that one motion, you know, if we're talking about a squat, that accommodating resistance can benefit the athlete, right? So those are some of the main reasons why I love using accommodating resistance. Number one, it's less stressful on the joints. Number two, it's training great qualities and great mechanisms that the body needs to be strong at to, you know, mitigate injuries, to be explosive, right, to be, you know, have that pop and quickness, you know, because all athletes are coming in, they want to jump higher, they want to be quicker, they want a quicker first step, they want to be more explosive. So using accommodating resistance is a great strategy to help, um, help athletes achieve that goal. So when, when should athletes use this? So if you're an athlete that just really, that's a novice, that's not strong yet, using accommodating resistance isn't a good idea because it's going to add in more, you know, mechanical tension on the body, right? So it's adding in, it's overloading the joints. And so if you're, say you're, you know, in ninth grade starting to train and your squat is, you know, you're not even at one times your body weight in squat. Adding in resistance is going to overload your joints, your muscles, your movement past what your body's able to handle, and that's when technique gets disrupted. That's when you know. That's when athletes overdo um, you know their their joints and their muscles, and they're not primed and ready, right? So you have there has to be a preparation period, and or you know a handful of months of training to build in. Um, the capacity to handle that kind of stress when you're looking at accommodating resistance. Um, <clears throat> right, so if an athlete's coming in and they're in ninth grade, when am I going to use accommodating resistance? Probably not at all during you know their first year of training with us because the the, the natural progressions of squat movements is going to give them the the benefit to help improve their athleticism while adding in plyo, sprinting, change of direction, stuff like that. That's going to provide them with the benefit that I just identified with accommodating resistance. So don't think if you're, you know, if you're a dad, if you're an athlete, like, well, you just told me accommodating resistance is, is a great tool. Yes, it is. But again, there's more risk if your body's not ready, if your muscles haven't been primed, um, if you haven't checked off just the movement, you know, variety bucket um, to make sure that you're not getting injured. And you're going to see same benefits of just like, you know, so if you're a novice ninth grader and you've never lifted before, right, if you just do heels elevated goblet squat for reps, if you just do like a goblet, a goblet box squat or a kettlebell front squat on a box for reps, um, you know, if, then if you go to, you know, like a front squat for, you know, four to six reps, and then if you go to a safety bar, you know, split squat for, you know, four to six reps each leg, and then let's say you go to a safety bar, you know, squat. Right, all of those progressions are going to give you the same result that I just identified with the combinating resistance, just because of where you're at in your training. Um, and then the same thing goes like if you're coming, if you're training two days a week, right? There's you know deadlift variations, there's plyos, and that's another thing. We'll use accommodating resistance with athletes, you you know, with their plyometric training, right? So we may work on you know box jumps, hurdle hop variations, you know, landing and sticking. 
um, you know, you know, sprinting, sled pushing, med ball throws. And then even if they're novice, three to four months into training, we will then add in like some um, dumbbell jumps and or some resistance band jumps, which are giving similar, um, you know, they're giving similar benefits um, as if you were going to do a combining resistance with a squat or deadlift or bench press. Um, right. So we're still going to give you exercises with accommodating resistance, we're just not going to load you up on those compound lifts because the body might not be ready. So, but if you're like a junior or senior or in college and you have been training for a handful of years, right? You, you come into the weight room and right, you're already, you know, you've been with us for a couple of years and we know your, you know, your deadlift is going to get to two times your body weight, your squats, 1.5 times your body weight, right? You've already, you, you have a good movement toolbox, um, then we will add in, you know, accommodating resistance. But any athlete, you know, the minute you start training after the season ends, <clears throat> right, we're going to have a rebuild phase, right? So we're not going to use accommodating resistance. Um, you know, we're just going to rebuild the engine for, you know, anywhere from <clears throat> four to eight weeks. And then we'll go into like a strength phase. And then depending on what you need, we'll then start thinking about do we need accommodating resistance? Because I'm going to add those in you know, a month before or maybe two months before you are going to compete in your sport. Um, you know, it's going to be that early preseason because that's where I really want to overload your joints so your tissues and your, your ability to handle forces at a high rate, um, you know, you've already done that before you, you know, start playing your sport where you're going to be competing every day, um, you know, creating high forces, right? Stopping, going, sprinting, jumping high. So I want to prime those tissues for that, right? So if you're a basketball player and season ends in March, we may start using accommodations in, you know, we got, so March, April, May, maybe June, July, August. Um, and then even going into September, October, we may do some different variations um, while using accommodating resistance, um, right? So we may start July, August, September, adding an accommodating resistance, really trying to improve that rate of force development. And then, you know, October um, is going to be something that's going to be really, really fast-driven movement. So that's kind of how I think of when to use accommodating resistance. Um, so overall, accommodating resistance are a great tool to help improve athletes' performance. It just depended on when. It's dependent on when in their program, are they ready to, you don't just want to jump into a plan and someone's like, great, we're going to do, you know, squats with bands, squats with chains. And you can also use accommodating resistance with chains. Um, you know, that's a great way. There's a different, there, there's a specific way to set up chains though. You just don't put chains on and then you start doing the movement, right? There is a way, you know, so if you're squatting and you're using chains, you need to, you know, when you load the chains on the bar, the chains need to just be touching the ground and then when you lower the bar, the chain should be fully unloaded, meaning all the chains are on the ground, right? So that's just, you know, that, that, that's a chance. That's a, it's a different setup. It takes, um, you know, a little bit, you know, a few more, um, you know, a few more objects or, you know, straps to make sure that it's functioning right. You don't just want to have, you know, five foot long chains that, you know, they're a lot of them are on the ground before you go down. And then a lot of them are you know, that all of it's on the ground or not really a lot of it's on the ground when you are, you know, lowering in the squat. Um, so that's how you would set up accommodating resistance with chains. Um, again, if you have any questions, you know, shoot, shoot us an email, info at fit-strength.com. 
Follow us on Instagram, too. We post a lot of good stuff on there as well. So thanks for tuning in. Happy training. Uh, Have a great day. Hey, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Real quick, we are now distributing supplements out of our facility at FitShrink Performance. We are utilizing a company called Design for Sports. Now, I've been looking for supplements for quite some time to advise to athletes. And in the past, I've just said, hey, go to your local vitamin shop, um, you know, go on Amazon, you know, do things like that. Um, because it could be helpful to hear from those individuals. Sometimes athletes would go, sometimes they wouldn't. Now, the things that I look at for a great supplement, right, it's going to be something that's clean, you know, so designed for sports is NFS certified, you know, so they are monitoring the ingredients that are being utilized to develop their supplements. Um, And I'm advising athletes to take things that are more whole food based, right? So that's whey protein and or plant-based protein. Those are your vitamins and minerals, vitamin D, magnesium. Um, And Design for Sports has awesome products that are going to help athletes recover and see great results while implementing these supplements into their training regimen, into their skill development. So if you're someone that's interested in learning more about supplementation and are looking for a great company to purchase your supplements from, send me an email, info us at or email us at info at fit-strength.com. That's info at fitstrength.com. I-N-F-O at fit-strength.com. Thanks again for tuning into today's episode. Thanks for tuning into the show. If this episode was helpful in any way, please share this episode with a teammate, a parent, or a coach to help get this podcast in front of many people like yourself. I really appreciate your support. For more information about sports performance training, follow us on Instagram at fitstrength underscore performance or subscribe to our YouTube channel that has over 1,500 videos. Have a great day and happy training.